Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Anyway, these are announcements in uh, church bulletins. Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale. It's a chance to get rid of those things not worth keeping around the house. Don't forget your husbands. The peacemaking meeting scheduled for today has been canceled due to a conflict. The sermon this morning, Jesus walks on the water. The sermon tonight, searching for Jesus. Next Thursday, there will be tryouts for the choir. They need all the help they can get. (laughs) Wow. This is classic. Barbara remains in the hospital and in need of blood donors for more transfusions. She is also having trouble sleeping and requests tapes of Pastor Jack's sermons. (laughs) And this was a misprint, but you'll see. The outreach committee has enlisted 25 visitors to make calls on people who are not afflicted with any church. (laughs) They they may not affiliated, but afflicted. (laughs) I I thought, you know, I've been afflicted by a church before. (laughs) The pastor would appreciate it if the ladies of the congregation would lend their girdles, girdles for the pancake breakfast next Sunday morning. Griddles, but (laughs) just that, you know, letters are important the way they. (laughs) Okay, one more. Next Sunday, Mrs. Vinson will be the soloist for the morning service. The pastor will then speak on It's a Terrible Experience. (laughs) So let's just open with a brief word of prayer. Lord, we thank you again for our gathering together. Lord, especially uh, this time of year as we uh, remember uh, your birth, Lord, we uh, uh, remember the reason for this time and this season. Uh, We remember you, and we're thankful for your birth, for your life, for your death, for your resurrection. And Lord, tonight we pray uh, for the Holy Spirit who uh, you promised you would send, and you did send him, and the Holy Spirit is here. We pray that even as you said that he will teach us all things, that the Holy Spirit would teach us tonight, instruct us, direct us. We thank you for it. We believe you for it. We know that you're here. The Holy Spirit is here to teach us all things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, <clears throat> amen. And so, If you happen to have missed one of the last two classes, this is the third and the last of this series, I do have copies, and you could see me after the uh, class, and I'd be happy to get you one for no charge. And also, uh, there was a printout I, I had last week, and if you didn't get one of these, I would encourage you to pick them up. It's Who We Are in Christ. I mentioned that we ought to, as we go through the Bible, look at the phrases in Christ, through Christ, uh, by Christ, through Him, and all that. 
This is a whole bunch of scriptures that deal with that and tell us who we are in Him. We ought to, we ought to get to know better who we are in Him, right? Because we are growing in knowing, right? <clears throat> okay, so tonight we're going to conclude our series with uh, something that's very important, or just our opening two verses. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10 says, Now we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. If we are going to live a life that's worthy of Him, if we're going to please Him in every way, if we're going to bear fruit in every good work, then that comes as we grow in our knowledge of Him, right? We can't do it on our own. We have to do it through Him and growing through our knowledge of Him. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The more we grow in our knowing, the more confident we are, the more secure we are, and the more powerful we are. God means for us to be powerful, doesn't He? To have the power of God moving through our lives, and that comes as we grow in knowing Him. So, tonight we're going to deal with another area that is so vital to our lives, and really knowing this, understanding this, and practicing this truth in our lives really is the difference between surviving or thriving. And we are not meant to just survive. Uh, we are meant to thrive. We're meant to be more than conquerors through Him, right? And so, God help us not to have just a survivor's mentality, uh, but to understand that He paid the price for a life of victory, not a life of defeat. Now, all of us experience things. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. We experience difficulties, trials, and wrestles, and struggles, and tribulations, and things like that. But in the midst of all of those things, we are meant to overcome. We, we can overcome through Him. And so, the more we grow in our understanding of Him, the more we are able to do that. And so, this truth tonight is so important to us to understand. Luke chapter 12, verse 32 says, do not, this is Jesus speaking, do not fear, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. <clears throat> Romans 5, 17, for if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So, as God's children, we are part of His kingdom, aren't we? And being part of His kingdom, we are called to reign, to reign in life. Now, I know that uh, we will, probably everybody here would say, yes, that's right, I believe that I am called to reign. But we need to grow in our knowing what it means to reign in life. And this is an ongoing process in our life as we grow in our knowledge of Him. Uh, what does that really look like to reign in life or to rule and reign in life? Uh, when we think of kingdoms, several images can come into mind. 
The more modern image would be like King Charles just became, was just, did they have the coronation even? I don't even know. Anyway, he, he was appointed after uh, Queen Elizabeth's uh, death. He was appointed king of England. And so we think king, king, king Charles, king of England. His role is, is it, he is a sovereign of a nation. But really, the governing of that nation is more done by parliament and elected officials. It's, and it's not just ceremonial, his title, but, uh, you know, and everybody here knows what I'm talking about. So, uh, we can think of it uh, that the title ruling and reigning in life, it's just kind of a ceremonial title. But it's, it's not that when we're talking about us ruling and reigning. Uh, others may think of more back in the old days, you know, and we think of, or of the fantasy like uh, uh, King Arthur and the round table and all of that. And so, uh, reigning in life isn't just a fantasy, thank God. <clears throat> it's not just wishful thinking. Neither is it something that's just relegated to, to something that will happen in the future, you know, when we all get to heaven, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's a great song. And it's true that there's a day that's coming where we will uh, uh, shout the victory, you know, when, when it's all over. But our ruling and reigning isn't meant to just be something put off in the future. <clears throat> When we get to heaven, <clears throat> we are going to have positions of authority. Uh, the Bible says that we will judge angels. I don't know what all that is about. That's all it says, really. Do you not know that you'll judge angels? Well, I do now because the Bible says, but we don't know how that is going to work out in our lives, you know. And I got a number of thoughts along those lines, but that's all that's… So, we're not told a whole lot of what our life is going to be on the other side. We're given some clues and there's some snippets, but as far as our ruling and reigning then, it's, it's not as clear-cut as what it is to rule and reign in the here and now. What the Bible does say about ruling and reigning now, it's, it gives us quite a bit of ammunition and understanding on what it is to rule and reign now. <clears throat> it's not just something then. Then is going to be great, isn't it? <clears throat> but we need something for the here and now. In the sweet by and by, that's going to that's gonna happen in the sweet by and by, but that's then. We need something in our now, and Jesus has provided that for us. <clears throat> There's a lot the Bible says about that. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 28 says, <clears throat> since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping Him <clears throat> with holy fear and awe. Our reigning is meant to be a very real and constant part of our lives now. <clears throat> so, the kingdom is, is now, right? Yeah. 
and not just then or later. In Luke chapter 17, verse 20 and 21, now when he, Jesus, was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God, excuse me, does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Now tell yourself, it's in me. Now, I think about heaven and what it's going to be like over on the other side. And over the years, I've told people a a number of times that, you know, we're just one step away from eternity, and we really are. It's, It's a lot closer than what we really understand, especially when you figure in life of eternity. But uh, something in my attitude, had, and I've caught this about myself, is that it, it's kind of like I think, you know, no matter how bad things got, get down here in this world with the violence, with the, uh, whatever goes on in the economy and the weirdness in society, how many of you know some things just seem really weird sometimes? Don't you look at things and go, well, that's weird. You ever think that? Am I the, I'm not the only one, right? <laughs> yeah, things are weird. And, but, and so we can think, you know, there's a day that's coming when that's all going to be over. And it's coming soon. You know, the kingdom of God, the, the culmination or the fulfillment of the, our part in the kingdom of God then, it's coming a lot sooner than what we imagine. But we can have the attitude uh, that, you know, here very bad, going to be, you know, yuck, down here, it's all, uh, you know, mm, and, 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 you know, just getting through and all that. But then, yay, it's going to be great. Here, then, hey, like that. (laughs) And so, listen, we are not meant to just hold out or hold on until we make it to heaven and and the kingdom of God then. Uh, We used to call it, uh, back in in the old days, you know, when I was a a young believer, we call it uh, being part of the white knuckles club, you know, just (laughs) holding out until the hold the fort for I am coming, that kind of thing. As great as heaven is going to be then, we shouldn't delay our understanding or practicing the principles of the kingdom until then. Uh, We're meant to experience and bring the reality of God's kingdom on earth now. Now tell yourself, now. In Luke 11, verse 2, Jesus says, and He said to them, He's He's giving them instruction. They ask Him, how do we pray? He said, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, we're meant to bring the kingdom into our lives now and into others' others' lives. This prayer that Jesus is saying is a model of prayer it has force in it. It literally means 
Come now, kingdom of God. Come now, kingdom of God, into my life, into my family, into my need, into the needs of others. Uh, we all look forward to getting to heaven, but we need the kingdom now. And we are promised the kingdom now. And so we, gotta, we need to operate in, and, and have this functioning in our mind more and more. So, reigning in life means we don't live under the circumstances. Have you ever asked someone and said, uh, how you doing? Or, or maybe you have been asked, how you doing? And you said something like, well, under the circumstances. And I understand, you know, we just, we make comments sometimes and, and all, but we don't need to live our lives under the circumstances. Isn't that true? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> that is true. We don't need to live under the circumstances. Now, all of us get bothered by stuff that happens, and I'm not saying that we'll never be bugged by anything, because we will, but we don't have to live from one freak out to the next or just think that our life is just rotten here. We just have to endure it, you know. This life is rotten. We just got to endure it. But then, yay, you know. Here, then, yay. That's not meant to be our lot in life in Christ. We believe that, right? We're, we're meant to have a, a better attitude about the kingdom here and now. <clears throat> Give you an illustration. Some, some years ago, before my mom passed, this was probably eight years ago or something, I was uh, at the beach. My mom's there, my two sisters, our family, Cindy's there. We're all, we're at the beach in, in Pensacola, in Florida. It's a beautiful day. It's a warm day. Yeah, it's a beautiful, they're from Pensacola. That's, that's <laughs> C.H. and Tammy. They, they like Kingman better. <laughs> family, they like their, never mind, okay. Never. Anyhow, we're on the beach, and it's just a beautiful day. It's a nice, warm day, sunny day at the beach. You know, we've got uh, 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 some soda to drink, and we've got some fruit and stuff, snacks. And so it's just a good, nice day. But me and my sisters were talking about stuff, and, and somehow we got on, you know, things that happened, you know, and some sorrowful things. I, may, I think I may have shared something that happened to somebody, or I don't know what, how we got on the subject. Anyway, one of my sisters, uh, classic, she, she, uh, she has a strong southern accent, both of them do. But one of, one of my sisters kind of is just shaking her head, and she goes, life is just a veil of tears. <laughs> life is just a veil of tears. And I, and I started laughing. Here we are, enjoying the sun, beach, it's a good time, great day. Life is just a veil of tears. And I bring that up all the time when I'm talking to my two sisters. I, that's a, it's a great quote. <laughs> but I started laughing. I said, man, that is not our life. <laughs> God help us. Life is just a veil of tears, just tears. And so, so, all right, all comedy aside, 
We all have heartache and pain and stuff that we go through as believers, but we need to grow in knowing that we have something else. We have the kingdom. We don't just settle and shouldn't settle just for the circumstances that we're in. And this is really important because uh, there are a lot of believers who can just say, well, this is just something I have to just kind of settle for. Uh, it's just the way that it is, and just settle for it. Uh, uh, depression. Depression runs in my family. And so, you know, you look back in my family, on my, on my mom's side especially that I know of, depression runs in it. So, uh, you know, as, as a child growing up, up until I got saved, I did. I battled with depression. And so, there are a lot of people who can look at that, and because it's family history, say, well, that's just something I'm going to have to deal with is depression, you know, because it's kind of flowed through my family. Or because my dad had this illness, or my grandfather, or my mom, or great-grandfather, whatever, in our, in our background, had this illness. It's something that I I probably will, I may have to deal with, or something like that. And so, I, I'm not trying to make light of genetics. I understand that there can be predispositions towards certain emotional uh, uh, trauma or difficulties and, and uh, wrestlings or health issues they, uh, because of Genetics, there can be certain predispositions. I'm not discounting that, but listen, <clears throat> there are lots of things that we shouldn't just settle for. And in my life, <clears throat> Jesus has delivered me from depression. And so I'm not, I'm not, that's not my lot in life anymore. I'm not going to live. There are times I get down and stuff, but I kick it. You know, I kick against it. We have to not, you know, settle for certain things. And, and even uh, uh, fear or, or, you know, there are a lot of uh, families grow up, and it's, it's like a dread uh, or, or a, a fear of poverty or living in poverty or those kind of things, uh, sickness or whatever it is, we don't have to settle for the circumstances that come our way or that may have channeled through our heritage or all that. The kingdom is bigger than that. That's my point. In Matthew 10, 7 and 8, Jesus said, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And listen to verse 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Now, I'm paraphrasing what Jesus is saying here. He's saying the kingdom of here is of God is here right now. And because of that, we can heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Demonic power can be broken. Uh, we, we have freely received, we freely give. In other words, our circumstances can change a whole lot for the better, or for the better a whole lot. Our circumstance, bad circumstances can get a whole lot better. I knew I'd get that out somehow. We don't have to settle for every bad circumstance that comes our way. We should not. 
we're part of the kingdom, right? That means something to us as believers. <clears throat> we are not fatalist. Kesara, Sarah, whatever will be. That, you know, Doris Day sang that song, and she had a pretty good voice, but that song is horrible Christian doctrine. It's, it's, it doesn't apply to us as believers. Kesara, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. No, <laughs> no. No, later, we're not fatalist. We're children of the kingdom of God, and that means something. It means that our circumstances can change. Reigning in life means that we learn to pray about stuff instead of just worrying about stuff. In Luke 12, verse 22, then he, meaning Jesus, said to his disciples, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. And so, in this portion of Scripture, and in Matthew, it correlates with Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is given a sermon about trusting instead of worrying, right? And so, He says, don't worry about your life. But He's not just saying, don't worry, be happy, you know? That's not what He's saying. He tells us how. How do we not worry? And in Luke 12, 32, he says, do not fear. This is 10 verses after he says, don't worry about your life. Then he says in verse 32, do not fear, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. We are part of the kingdom, and that means that he God the Father, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, can change our circumstances. Luke 11, verse 2 and 3, again, the Lord's Prayer. He said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread. So, in this prayer, Jesus is saying, He's talking about us having a daily dependence on Him. His kingdom is in us, with us every day to help us day by day with daily stuff, right? And so, we pray about stuff instead of just worrying or suffering through stuff. Pray about it. Bring it. Don't just, we don't just settle for it. Uh, whatever will be, not necessarily will be because of the kingdom of God, right? Okay. Uh, Donna DeBolt is with us tonight. I'm going to share what she, she called me last week, uh, Thursday or Friday night, and she, uh, God love her, Donna apologized. She says, could I get it? Uh, uh, Wednesday night, last Wednesday night's class. She said, I, I wasn't there. Uh, I missed it. And she said that uh, she had, was on the phone talking to her cousin that she hadn't talked to uh, since she was like 12 years old. And so, uh, a lot of you know uh, Donna's husband, Joe, just went on to be with the Lord recently. And so, Donna has been you know, dealing with that. And so, I think you first sent the card to your cousin, right, to let her know? Okay. 
<laughs> so if I mess this story up, you can get with me afterwards. So Donna makes contact with her cousin by card, I think, and then she gets a card, a sympathy card from her cousin. And then Donna thinks about, you know, they haven't talked since she was a, just a young girl. And she has a phone number that she thinks may work for her cousin. And just on a whim, she goes ahead and gives her cousin a call. That was last Wednesday night. And they talked for two and a half hours. Hence, she missed my class. How dare you? No. <laughs> no. But she missed the class. So she got the notes and we, you know. But. So they're catching up on, on things, and her, her cousin was telling her how, how sorry she was to hear about Joe's passing and all. Well, while they're talking, Donna's cousin tells her, she says, I've been having this lower back problem and pain for a long time. It's been really, just really hurting me. And so while they're talking, Donna says, wasn't it your right hand? So in her... That, and Donna is sharing this with me on the phone. She says, my right hand started feeling warm. And she said, I knew that what that was was that the anointing of God was coming on my life. And so she said, she talked to her cousin and said, you know what? I want to pray with you and just put your hand on your lower back. And we're going to pray and just believe God. And so she did that. They prayed. They got off the phone. And Donna's cousin called her the next day and said, it worked. And Donna says, what worked? She said, I haven't had any pain since we prayed. Praise God. And so, you know, that is so cool on so many levels because here is Donna, and I know she doesn't, I told her I was going to share this, but, you know, she has been dealing with real grief in her own life, and yet, see, she is looking beyond herself. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, so kudos to you, uh, Donna. It's, 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 but it's the kingdom of God uh, flowing through life. Even in difficult times, she's reaching out with the kingdom of God and touching another life. Isn't that great? And so praise God. The kingdom of God is now. And so we pray about things now. If we are uh, part of the kingdom and we've been born again, it will change how we look at our circumstances. Uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. This is a, I, I, do you ever read the Bible and you look at that and go, wow, that's, that, I don't, you know, I believe that because it's the Word of God, but I, man, I, that's, this this is two verses that as I think about it, it's, I'm just going to be straight up with you and honest. It's a challenge for me to have this same kind of attitude. I'm, I'm growing in it, right? We're growing. So anyway, you'll see what I mean. Here's Paul. He's writing. He says, not only so, but we glory in tribulations. The word tribulations means extreme pressure, circumstances that are extreme pressure. Also, he says, knowing. So here it is, that word knowing. That tribulation worketh patience. The word patience means endurance. And patience, experience, and experience, hope. Now, I was thinking about, you know, with a lot of people, tribulation, that, uh, it, tribulation worketh bitterness, and bitterness works the experience of 
a well, case sera, That's the way a lot of people deal with their pressure and tribulation in life. Well, whatever will be, will be. It just. But here is Paul, and he talks about a progression from tribulation or pressure <clears throat> to endurance, <clears throat> patience, endurance, from patience or endurance to experience, and from experience, what? To hope. So he, Paul is saying, glory, we glory in tribulations. I, I, I'd like to be able to tell you that every time I get in a pressure circumstance, I go, praise God, man, this is, this is an opportunity for God to come through and show himself strong. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I'll, I, no, it isn't that I don't know. I know that when I enter into pressure circumstances, I don't always react with that kind of, ooh, man, I know this is an opportunity for God. To, but we can grow in knowing that, right? Uh-huh. I've had God in my history, in my past, get me through some bad experiences, some difficulties, and I've had some personal tragedy in my life since becoming a Christian, and God has brought me through uh, but even knowing that, it's a challenge when we come up against difficulty and tribulation and pressure to flip the script on that and say, this is an opportunity for God to do something in my life. But we can grow in knowing that. And what happens is our experience in the past can bring us to hope. In other words, knowing that even though we are in this circumstance right now, it's not the end of the story. God's still writing our story, isn't He? Yes, he is. And our experience gives us hope. I could tell you story after story of God's intervention in my life. You could share story after story of how God brought you through something that seemed like you may have said, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. I have been through only a couple of things where I wondered, am I going to get through this? And I can tell you tonight, yeah, <laughs> I did, and we did, and God is, is good. He's a good God. He does bring us through tribulation, and, and uh, those experiences can birth hope in our lives for what He's going to do, Right? So we have the power of the kingdom of God working in us, and knowing this will change how or should change how we look at our circumstances, difficult circumstances. We can look at it with hope. Okay, last thing I want to talk about, and it's closely related, obviously, but being part of the kingdom means the right to use the family name. I like this. Revelation 19.16 says, and he, this is talking about Jesus, has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Now, for lots of my Christian experience, I've thought of it as a his title, kind of, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, but you and I as God's people are part of that title, 
and you'll see what I mean here. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us, God's people, kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And everybody said, Amen. When the Bible says, Jesus, this is really powerful, guys, if we can just grab a hold of this. When, when the Bible says Jesus is King of kings, we are part of that title because He has made us kings and priests. He's our King, right? But He's the King of kings, and we are those kings that He is King of. King of kings meaning us. Man, I don't know about you, but that kind of gets me going. We're, 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 you're not just you. You are you, but you're king, and you, you're, you're a priest unto God. We have a position. And again, this title, kings, is, it's not ceremonial. It's practical. We're called to rule and reign with Christ, to have authority and dominion in this world, in our world, in our lives, and, through, and express it through the lives of others. So we hear statements uh, all the time in church like this that, you know, uh, the king, we're kings and priests to God. And, but how to actually express that rule and dominion can be a little less clear, and so we need to know how we express it. And again, it comes back to prayer. One of the, the, the greatest expressions of our authority is by using the name of Jesus in prayer. In Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 20, it says, And the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents, and he's talking about demonic powers, serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. We don't have to be intimidated by the powers of darkness. We should not be intimidated. Hollywood tries to glamorize it, and, and the, you know, uh, uh, even sometimes Christians kind of glamorize the, what the devil's doing and the power of the evil. And I'm, I'm not minimizing uh, the effects of demonic power or Satan and what he does because it's, it's deadly and all of that. But in the midst of our lives as God's children, as children of the kingdom, we shouldn't be afraid of hell or the works of darkness because he's given us power and authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So, you and I have the privilege and the right to use His name. Lord, even the demons are subject to us through Your name, through Your name. We have the right and the privilege to use the family name, Jesus. Philippians 2, 9 and 10, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name, listen, 
that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Jesus' name is above every other name. It's above every circumstance we face. It's above every sickness. It's above every need. It's above every demonic stronghold. It's above every needling worry or anxiety. Jesus' name is above every other name. John 14, 14, Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. We're part of Jesus' kingdom, and there's power in His name. So when we pray, oftentimes, and I'm sure probably every one of us here tonight, when we pray, we usually finish our praying by saying, in Jesus' name. We learn to do that, don't we? As young believers, we are taught, you know, so we finish our praying, say, in Jesus' name. Well, when we say, in Jesus' name, it isn't we don't just use that instead of saying, the end. Finish our praying. Okay, I finished praying. The end. And it's not just a substitute to the end of our prayer in Jesus' name. It may be the end of our prayer, but when we say, in Jesus' name, that, that throws that prayer over all, everything we've just prayed about. If we really believe, and we'll just trust and dare to believe that we have the ability, the right, the privilege to pray in His name, it, 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 His name is above every other name, sickness, disease, uh, worry, fear, uh, depression, all of that, His name is above every other name. And so, we're not just saying in Jesus' name instead of saying the end. There's power, and that's what I'm trying to, to present. And we know it. There's power released when we pray in Jesus' name. Jesus' name is powerful. I got a, a, a revelation of this as I was a new believer, and this happened. Some of you I've, have heard me tell this story before, but I was a, a young Christian I was riding uh, in a van, an old Ford Econoline van with a friend of mine in the church in Flagstaff. Uh, He's a preacher now in in Dallas, Larry Huck. He's driving the van. I'm riding along with him. We're heading to Prescott from Flagstaff. It's wintertime around this time of year. We are heading along. We're just talking and, 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 you know, uh, joking and stuff and just but we came across a bridge and as we get on this bridge there's black ice and we hit that black ice and that van started swerving and it, it looked like it was high profile it looked like we were going to topple off that bridge and then we see Jesus you know and so we didn't have time to fast and pray. We didn't have time to, you know, kneel down and pray. But Larry and I prayed the same prayer, and it was one word. We both cried out, Jesus. And this, I'm not, sometimes we talk about evangelistically speaking. And what we mean by that is you kind of stretch it, the truth on. You know, this is not evangelistically speaking. This actually happened. 
when we cried out Jesus, that van righted itself. It was like a big invisible hand or angel or what. We didn't see angels, or, but the van righted itself, and then we went across, got to the other side. We were fine, and then we were, thank you, Jesus, you know. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. And that's because there's power in the name of Jesus. Sometimes the most powerful prayer you could ever pray is just Jesus. Jesus. There's power in his name. His name is above any fear, any doubt, any disappointment, any need, any lack, any sickness. His name is above every other name. Whatever circumstance we face, it's under his name, right? And that's why when Paul wrote in Romans 5 that he gloried in tribulation, his experience brought hope, he follows that up with this verse, Romans 5, verse 5, and says, this is so great, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom He has given us. Listen, tribulation, patience, patience, experience, experience, hope, and hope, God's hope does not disappoint us. If we put our hope in Him and in the kingdom, that hope will not disappoint us. It's great. That is wonderful. That is awesome. So here we are tonight on a Wednesday night, and there's things going on in your life, my life. There are circumstances. Anybody besides me have any circumstances going on? What we're going to do tonight as we close this series, we need to know, grow in our knowing part of our knowing. We need to know this. We're part of the kingdom of God. Amen. You are a part of the kingdom of God. King of kings. He's our king. We're a king. We're kings under his kingdom. We rule and reign in life through Christ. And so, there are things that are here. And so, I want to, first of all, I want to lead you, and I've got this printed prayer and confession. I want to lead you in this, and then I want us to pray. I want, I want to pray over us, and I want you to just where you are, you don't have to call it out where if it's something you don't want other people to hear. Uh, this is between you and the Lord, but, but I want you to speak it out, whatever your circumstance is. Maybe something physically that you need healing in. Maybe a number of things that you need healing in. Speak it out and put it underneath the name of Jesus. It, it may be a financial struggle, maybe worry, concern about your family, uh, whatever that circumstance is, we're going to put it underneath the name of Jesus. Man, I feel the, 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 I sense the Holy Spirit here tonight doing something. And so, I want to join my faith with yours and put these things under His name. Name of Jesus, kingdom of God. Can you say amen? amen. 
Will you pray this out with me? And if you're, if you're listening online, <clears throat> just uh, pray this with us, and we'll, we'll pray this out loud, then I'm going to pray over us. <clears throat> just repeat this with me. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me the ability to reign in life. I will not live under my circumstances. You have given me authority over all the power of the enemy and dominion in life. I will pray confidently using the family name, the name above every name, the name of Jesus. Amen. And so, Lord, right now, tonight, Jesus, we put all of these circumstances, and you just call out what your need is or needs or the circumstances, difficulty you're dealing with. Just call it out to the Lord right now. We put all of these things, Lord, these uh, 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 physical needs, these financial needs, these family needs, these uh, concerns, and, and uh, casting all of our care upon you tonight, Lord. All of these things, we put it under the name of Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, speaking life into bodies, speaking uh, healing into the sick. You're speaking uh, encouragement to the discouraged. You are, are speaking uh, health into families and, and restoration into families, the children, uh, and into marriages. Lord, we thank you tonight. We put all of these circumstances underneath your mighty name, the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. The kingdom is now, and we call it done, and these things done tonight in Jesus' name. I want you to say it with me. In Jesus' name, we thank you for Thank you for it, Jesus. In your wonderful name, and just say his name. I want you, us to say his name three times. Jesus. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would you just give the Lord a clap and thank him by doing that and just worship him? Thank you, Lord. You're doing things. Thank you. You're accomplishing things, Lord. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Call it done. Just, just sit just for a moment in His presence, and just <clears throat> let His peace settle in. Some of you just need the peace of God to settle in over your life, and His peace is here. His peace is here, peace settling in. <clears throat> your hope, thank you, Jesus, for hope. You're giving hope and, and sparking hope into hearts and lives. Your hope Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You will not disappoint us. We will hope in you, and that hope will not be disappointed. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful. Wonderful. So good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God, huh? Somebody say, yay. <laughs> He's a good God, isn't he? Okay, we're going to uh, let you go. So, go.
Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.